everybody. My name is Rudy Rosica. Welcome to the next episode of Deep Dive. But with my guest today, Hakeem Morris, who is a student veteran in his third year here at Syracuse University. How are you doing today, Morris? I'm doing amazing. How about yourself? Not bad. So I was wondering if you could just uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Why did you join the military? What branch and why? Um, so for starters, my name is Hakeem Morris, as previously mentioned. Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. Um, I am a third year student here at Syracuse, but I've only been here. This is my second year here. I transferred into the sophomore. I joined the military back in 2018 is when I shipped out. Um, I joined the U.S. Army. Um, it's actually a funny story how I ended up joining the U.S. Army. I initially wanted to join the Air Force because uh, my granddad actually was in the Air Force in World War II. And uh, and I just, I just heard some good feedback. So I was like, okay, that's what I'm going to join. But um, when we went to the recruiting station and everything, they, you know, typical Air Force fashion, they weren't there. They were taking like a long, uh, like a long lunch break. Um, and they just weren't there. And so feeling this point, I like walked out. I went there with my dad. And then as we were leaving, because it was like this complex, there was like a Navy, um, Air Force, Marines, you know, the Marines are always going to be standing out there, like trying to catch people. But then this army recruiter like poked his head out the door and was like, hey, well, like, where are you guys going? You, are you guys like asking us where, how everything was? And I told him, yeah, you know, I want to say your first recruiter, he wasn't here. And he was like, oh, well, you know, just give me like a few minutes of your time. Because at first I, I was, I didn't, I had no desire to join the army. Then after hearing him sit down with me and like go over the options and the things I could possibly do, I was pretty much sold. Um, so yeah, so that basically started my uh, journey with that. But as to the reason why I wanted to join the military, um, there are so many different reasons. Um, so I, I was already supposed to graduate high school early at 17, but I ended up being sent to an early graduation high school. So I ended up graduating six months earlier than that. Um, and then yeah, I grad, I graduated two months, no, the month after turned 17. And then a month later, I was shipped off to basic training. Um, and there, like I said before, there, there are many reasons. Um, I was really seeking an adventure. Um, I wanted to like do something that no one else I knew ever done, like who joined the military at 17. Like I, I probably met one other person, you know, of hundreds of veterans. Um, and also the other alternative I had was to like stay home after graduation until college started, which would have been, would have been the fall of the, of the following year and work a minimum wage job or work at a store or something. And I was like, hell no, I'm not working at Walmart again. I'm not going to just sit around and, you know, be just around home. And so I was like, I want to go do something. I want to get out. I want an adventure. I want something. I want more of life. And so, yeah, that, that's pretty much. And also, I guess, possibility of free college and starting a career was also another interesting thing. And I was like, yep, I'm sold. Um, I wanted to, to ship out as soon as possible. So that's what I did. Right on. So it's not like you joined the army just by chance. He was there, but I imagine uh, there's a lot more thought process when you separate and chose a school. So why did you choose Syracuse University? Why did I choose Syracuse University? So Syracuse, just like much like my, my military experience or or prior to joining the military, um, it was not my, my top school by any stretch. Um, it was probably my fifth, to be honest. Um, and as fate has had it, uh, I did I made a t- technical mistake when applying to other schools because I applied to them through the College Board app. Um, no, the Common app, sorry, it's the Common app. And so um, when I applied to those schools through the Common app, I didn't fully submit my app applications, um, which came to such a shock when it when it come May um, of last year, and I was waiting for my results and everything, and then I called one of the schools, and they were like, yeah, um, um, an application doesn't exist with your name, and I was like, there's no way. I checked back uh, on on the um, common app and it wasn't fully submitted. 
So, you know, that was, that was kind of painful. But, you know, Syracuse had its own uh, application process. And after being accepted, I was like, yeah, you know what? It's in New York, you know. Um, didn't really know, like, the specifics of the location or anything like that. And then I got here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like this was my, my top story or anything. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely been a journey. Um, after starting my first semester last fall, um, I was kind of disappointed, to say at least, um, with, with like Syracuse and like the city and like the location and how isolated it can be and everything like that. And um, I kind of had a rocky time like transitioning and figuring out what I wanted to major in because I was undecided for like the longest uh, time. Um, and I even applied to transfer to schools, specifically schools in New York City that were on the top of my list, like NYU, um, Columbia, places like that. Um, but ultimately, um, I, I decided to just to stay here and make the most out of it because I wasn't necessarily transferring for the academic portion of it, even though, yeah, some of the schools that might be better academically, but this school has one of the, some of the best programs in the whole country. Um, it's mainly just because of the environment and, yeah, the environment and, like, the social, more social aspect of it and stuff. Well, I really wanted to be in New York City, but, hey, there's always grad school and there's always employment. It's, New York City is not running away, so. Yeah, I think Syracuse is definitely not a bad choice. So I, there's school has so many resources and for veterans and for traditional students that it's pretty hard to complain about this school. The city is a whole other story, but this school is pretty top-notch, in my opinion, I think. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, top-ranked uh, programs here. Yeah, and, and you know, and there's things to do and um, events and stuff if you, like, really look for it or if you really seek it out, you know. Uh, that's another thing, like, transferring from, like, an environment where, like, everything is there. Not necessarily everything is there. I mean, you know, even in the military, you still have to go and get the things that you want to get, right? But it's in a different way than college life. Because, like, I feel like in college, like, it's not, like, there's no, like, TM or, like, um, like set of rules or something. Yeah, there's no plan in the day that tells you what to look, do. Look up, yeah. right? You have to literally find people or go find it yourself, which was, took me some time to adjust to initially. But I feel like now I feel like much more comfortable and, and I know what to do or who to talk to or reach out to for things that I need. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think uh, every time of your life is what you make of it. Yeah, and of course. So, like, I think it's up to you, the student, to make the most of your time here. And I think uh, you're doing a great job and a lot of other uh, student veterans are. It just it took us a little bit of time to figure out the resources that were available to us. And I think, you know, once you find that time, it just it works out. Of course. I have a question for you. So, in your own words, in your own definition, how would you define success? How would I define success? Um, success is one of those words that it means so many different things to different people. Um, but my definition of success has different parts to it um, because I feel like, mo like most things in life, especially something as big as that, is not just a straightforward, like, one-size-fits-all answer. Um, so, for me... Um, it's knowing that I've not only accomplished my own personal goals, but that I've surpassed them. And my family's was well taken care of, friends. I uplift my, my community and as many people as possible. Um, I want to leave, but like, I want to leave positivity that will imprint on, on those who have gotten a chance to meet or get to know me. Um, I also want to leave things and work on things that are worthwhile and reach my full potential in every aspect of my life. Um, I don't see success as being such a, like a, such a selfish or like self-centered thing. I, I see my success as being success that can, I can share with my loved ones, with my friends, with my community and stuff like that. You know, um, whatever I may do, um, you know, I, I, I'm 
planning on being in California. I, I, I know I would say being in California. Not, not coming from like an Aryan place. Coming from a place that, you know, just just wants to just give back and wants to just share and wants to just ha- see people grow and inspire people and help people and stuff. Because especially in today's world and stuff, that, that lacks so much and it shows, um, you know. Um, and I want to just do the opposite of that and, you know, whatever capacity possible. No, yeah, you're, you're right. I think, uh, especially the first part you said, like, it's not a cookie-cutter answer. Like, everybody's definition of success is different. Yeah. People are at different points of their life, and, you know, success could mean, you know, working a 9-to-5 job as a electrician and providing for your family, and that is completely fine. Yeah. And other people, like, you want to be the next Mark Cuban, like, okay, that's great, too. Like, everybody's successful. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, of course, I want to be extremely wealthy and be, be extremely successful in my, my field and what I do, and I will be, do that. But the part that I feel like oftentimes gets gets left out when you ask people, they're like, oh, I just want to be a millionaire, or I want to just be like this person, or I want to be like this person. Why not be the best you that you can possibly be? You know, why not have both? I mean, you know, why not? Um, That's my goal is to have both, you know, um, I feel like that's that to me that would be the biggest win in life. It's not just oh, I'm just millionaire. Okay, well, what are you doing with the money? Are you just hoarding for, for yourself? I mean, one day you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna die one day, right? You're gonna pass. You, I mean, you, and and you know, if you're multi-millionaire, whatever, you can't spend. Most likely, be very difficult to spend every single penny of that. So, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna uh, get like give to charity and give back to community? Are you gonna help out your family, your friends if they want to start a new business? If they want to, like, like what what are you doing? Like, what's the actual benefit of you? Um, and also, like having a really good, strong character. That's also another huge thing for me too. Working on myself as much as I can, and just have, trying to be at the most uh, morally upstanding person possible. So, yeah. Well, to my own person, my own moral and upstanding person, you know, whatever that may mean. But yeah. Yeah, right on. So, Hakeem Morris, what are your long-term goals? Long-term, long-term goals. Um, well, I have a lot. Well, I'm almost, you know, I'll just, I'll also have a few and why, um, why I would, I would say that. Um, so I have, I have a lot of different interests and a lot of different things that, that I see myself doing. I, I mean, even now I'm still learning. I'm still trying to experience, um, different like careers and different like possible things. But for now, um, I'm, I'm leaning more towards the, a diplomacy route. And now I'd say first one would probably be like being America's youngest ambassador abroad. Um, uh, so let's go off that one. Why is that your goal? Why is that my goal? Well, um, so I, I have a very international background. I've lived abroad. I'm, uh, you know, mixed with different peoples from abroad. Um, and I just feel like that would be a job that I would like really not only enjoy, but also really excel in. Um, I'm really good with, with people. Um, I speak multiple languages. Um, and... Yeah, and I feel like I have a lot to offer. I would have a lot, lot to offer in that field. It's not necessarily just like, oh, I just want to be American Jones ambassador, just to just have like that title or that accolade. But it's more like I would like to like actually like show them what I can do, you know, and actually benefit, you know, whatever mission it, it is. Um, and yeah, I feel like it just it is one of those few jobs that just aligns so perfectly with with my background and my talents and things I'm, I'm good at, things I actually enjoy. You know, I feel like whatever career field you pick, whatever job you pick, should be something you you actually enjoy doing and actually are kind of geared towards maybe your interests or your talents and stuff um so that that'll probably be my i guess thing and also you know that, that, that might change I, like i have zero experience working with the foreign service i've yet to take their internship there with them i've yet to go through the program i've yet to even go to dc and go to the bases where where it's where they actually train people and stuff so now this is just me from the outside and saying okay that's something that's a goal something i would like to do but maybe ask me like a year from now after i've actually seen it or i've actually met people who are doing that and then maybe that might change or it might stay the same, you know, who knows? Um, so that's a career goal. Yeah. What are your long-term personal goals? Long-term personal goals. Like, you mean like... Because I feel like common people, like people commonly mistake like, oh, my goal is to be a chiropractor for 49ers and 
to make a lot of money. That's a career goal. What am I personal? Like my personal goal is to be maybe like the best father I could possibly be one day to be at all my kids, uh, you know, future football games, baseball games, whatever it may be. What are your personal goals to get a six pack? I don't know, whatever it may be. <laughs> um, personal goals. Um, like, does it have to be long term or can it be like just any goal? Okay. Um, look, look, like I said before, like like personal goals. Um, I do ha- have like quite a few. Um, it's like like I would say like just just like educating my, myself more. Um, like like putting myself out there and trying to like experience new things on purpose, you know, because oftentimes we can get caught up in our like comfort zones, kind of you can get caught up in our like basic routines or like we do the same thing all the time. And the next thing you know, it's five years, 10 years, but 20 years have passed and you're just like, oh, my God, like I have not grown, not better, changed, not better. Right. So 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 this is leading to what I'm leaning up to is like, I guess, in all of, of like the things I enjoy doing. My hobbies, my interests, like for example, like my, like my fitness, for example, right? Um, you know, I feel like I feel like for the past like year or so, you know, especially with my transition from the military to civilian role and stuff, I've kind of like been off and on, off and on, off and on, right? Um, I, I would I would like to like actually like 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 I guess set on like a goal. Let's say oh, I want to do this competition, or I, I want to like you know, whatever competition might be, like a race or powerlifting or something, and, like, really focus on that for, like, a good amount of time and just see how far I could possibly go. Or, like, for example, like, in my, like, creative, um, you know, pursuits, right? Like painting, for example. Or, like, um, you know, for as long as I've always said, oh, I wanted to have my own brand, I want to do that. But before that even happens, I have to, like, learn how things work. I have to, like, actually meet people who actually know what they're, what they're talking about. People share the same interests. Like, put, put myself out there. Like, go like go in, like, areas or spaces that I probably wouldn't feel the most comfortable in, but it would actually propel me to like, oh, this is how it's done. Oh, like, you know, and like push myself and really, um, you know, just, just like move forward and like in those things. Um, like also another thing would be like, like, like I said before, like character and stuff, it's a huge thing to me. I feel like that is not as focused knowledge as it should be. I mean, in some spaces, it, it is. I mean, there is a huge, like, self-help community, whatever. But oftentimes, it can be, like, very, like, not actual, like, self-help stuff. A lot of it is, like, very, like, destructive, I feel like. So, like, yeah, like, it comes to, like, like just, I guess, really, like, the doing some deep thoughts some deep work. Um, like, really, like, trying to just improve how I react to certain things, how I carry myself. Like, just, you know, just constantly working on that. Um, I feel like those would be personal goals I could think of off the top of my head. Of, okay. course, of course, like in the future, you know, once I settle down, you know, of course, I mean, that's, but I'm not in that, in that stage now. Yeah, so yeah, so what I'm getting at is your personal goals to be more consistent with your day-to-day life, I guess. Well, not to be more consistent with my day-to-day life. It, it's mainly like just, I guess what it, what it boils down to is like whatever things I enjoy doing, whatever hobbies I enjoy doing, whatever like things that might bring me joy or things that inspire me and stuff like that. It's like, kind of like double down on those things and like really push it and see how far I could go in them, you know? Because I mean, yeah, it's one thing to have like a hobby. It's one thing to like enjoy doing this for reasons, you know, say fitness, right? You're trying to do it to look good. You're going to do it to actually be strong. But then it's like actually like seeing, okay, how far can I go? Like how how good can I look? Or like how how, how much can I like, you know, push? Like stuff like that. Um, You know, just challenging my, myself and those things. Um, Forcing myself to get out of my comfort zone. Forcing myself to actually push harder and try harder and learn more, you know? Yeah, that's right. I think uh, you're being a good point. Like, get out of your comfort zone. Like, I think that's what I really like. Appreciate my life. I do not want to get comfortable where I'm at. Like, 
once I'm comfortable, I feel like I have to move on. Of course. Because I'm never going to grow. And I don't, you said pretty much the same thing. Do you think it was the military that put that mindset in us? Um, I feel like for, for some people, um, you know, the military was very useful in, in instilling that. But then again, um, but for me, I feel like I've, I've always had that mindset since I was like a, a kid, pretty much. Um, and everything that I did, like, you know, in school and stuff, I, I would always try, especially when I was younger, I would always try and, like, outperform people. You know, oh, like, oh, like, you know, my like, guy on my left, like, he got an A on this test. Well, next time I'm going to get A plus. Or, like, A, like, you know, um, like, boy, like, my buddy, he, like, he, 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 he runs pretty fast. I'm going to run, run, run faster, even if, it, if it's a half of a second. I've, you know, I've always been, I have that, I have that, like, competitive nature. But now, I feel, but, but now I've, uh, I've, like, matured to a point where it's not, it's not necessarily about me versus other, other people necessarily. It's me versus my, my old self. It's me versus my older habits. It's me breaking those bad habits. It's me being a better Hickey Morris um, than, yesterday or last week or last month or last year to not and and honestly if you really put, put that energy inwards then inevitably you're gonna you know outperform most people right so yeah just shifting the focus to yourself and and just you know just working hard you know to just improve yourself and almost every aspect um you know it's nothing it's just a nine day thing i mean it takes time it takes effort it can be painful um because you're leaving you know the old you but you know, I mean, that that's honestly, I'm still working on it now, and I'll probably continue working on it until, you know, death do us part, <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah, like, that's definitely my, um, that's where I'm at now, yeah. Yeah, I think that's an uh, interesting point. You shouldn't be competing with, like, other people and everything. You should be the best person you could be. Yeah. If you're the best person you could be, this probably will work out for you at the end of the day. And and also, not to say that they get the comparison or competition is like the worst thing ever because I mean you know like the way that I see it if you want to compete or compare right let's say um, you're you're a physical therapist right let's say you're a physical therapist and there's someone who's like you know like he has better clients than you make more money than you he's more connected to you and stuff and instead of like going from a place like jealousy or envy or like saying oh my god wow I just suck so much or no it's like maybe you know maybe there's things that you could learn from that person you know and try to implement that in your life and then you know, and watch you expand just as much, you know. Um, there's been plenty of times where I've done that. Like, I've had peers, I've had, you know, leaders or whatever, and I've really admired, uh, like, a certain quality they had or something they did. And I'll ask them, like, hey, like, like what are you doing with it? Or, like, how, like how'd you get here? Or, like, how, like how, what, what does it take to, to reach this level? And then just going off of that, you know, it's all love. It's no, like, animosity or, like, oh, my God. No, it's different from a genuine place of, you know, understanding and just that, just that like, just that huge will just to, like, be better every single day. I feel like that's so important. When people hear Hakeem Morris, what do you want them to think? Well, I want people to think, well, it's all relative. You know, you can't really decide what people think. But if it's up to me, I like people to see me. To see me for who I am, see how, how hardworking, creative, and how passionate I am in almost everything that I do and how I approach life in general. I like to be remembered as someone you can rely on. You know, the friend, the family member, the person that you can call at 3 a.m. when everything hits the fan. You know, that's the type of person that I am. I want to inspire those around me. I can't control what people might assume or might think, but I know on my end that I always try strive to leave a good impression with people, to truly connect and level with them. I want people to realize how genuine genuine of a person and how truly passionate I am when it comes to the things that I do and the way that I carry myself. Today's age is filled with mischievous confusion and ill intent. I aim to be the direct opposite of all that. That's a great answer. Do you think you're at that point yet or are still working on that? At the point yet or, or what? Like you think right now when you just, obviously you say you're not going to please everybody. 
right? Of course. People have different of course, opinions of who you ask. People make general assumptions, general data, but I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, you know, we're all human at the end of the day. And yeah, um, I mean, I do feel like I've leveled up that, that impact. I try so hard to leave the impact with people, especially people who like, you know, maybe some people might have just one conversation with them. But guess what? I made a joke. They made him laugh. You know, maybe they're having a bad day. I would give them a smile on their face. Um, you know, they needed someone to talk to. I was there for them and to for them to talk to, you know. Um, I, I don't think there's too many people out there who would say, oh, my God. Or, and, and even even people who I, who I would maybe, maybe like butt heads with, maybe, maybe we disagreed on a lot of stuff. They can't, if they're being completely honest, they can't sit there and say, Oh, Akeem Morris was like one of the worst people ever. Maybe they, they could take stabs at, yo, know, maybe he, he said this one time. Maybe they were, I'm just a human being, you know? Sometimes, you know, I do make mistakes and I always try and apologize when I make mistakes. But for the most part, I, I, everything, everything I do comes from a good place. It's not, I'm not trying to manipulate or, or gain control. I, I'm just really trying to just make everything better. That, try to leave everything better than I found it. And that includes people, that includes situations, that includes whatever it may be. So yeah, um, I, I do feel like um, that I'm, I'm leaving a legacy as we speak. Um, but is it to the scale that I want it to be? No. I mean, you know, once I become, like actually have a career and be more successful and stuff, I want to actually like do more good and stuff on a larger scale. But I mean, for now, yeah, I would say I, I think I'm doing well. I, I mean, I like to think that. Okay, so you grew up in Texas. You want some military. Do, do whatever you do in the military. No. That shapes you as you go, all right? No. Your next stage of your life is a student at Syracuse University. Do you think your time at Syracuse University has changed your perception of the world at all? Um. Well, you did mention a good point. You know, you different places you're at or different things you're doing does kind of change or could influence your perception and the way you view the world. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I can't say it, it's changed my perception of the world drastically. Um, but I have learned a lot, especially a lot about myself, a lot about maybe people, you know, different types of people. It's one thing I love about different places. I love going to different places because like every place is such unique and different people, you know, people in my different mentalities and might act different and might act the same. Um, and there's like their little quirks and stuff, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, not necessarily drastically change anything. I, like, I mean, to be honest, like in my classes and stuff, like a lot of stuff that we go over, cause, um, my major is international relations, if I didn't mention that at the beginning, but we like, you know, we, we like sit, sit, sit through these classes where we talk about like global policy and global things and stuff. But, but like, for me, it's like, these are things that I kind of knew about when I was like, maybe 10 or 15 because I was literally experiencing these stuff like especially living abroad and stuff so 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 I mean it's not like I'm learning learning anything new but it's, it's more necessarily like like learning new things about myself and like um yeah just, just like it's like learn things about myself learn how to conduct myself maybe in this environment learning like what I have to do to get the most out of this experience for example like um I guess networking is, is, is something I didn't really like I was, I mean, I was, I was completely unprepared for it because I already, I feel like I networked by talking to people, right? But like formally networking people, like the, like the importance of LinkedIn, um, of like having like a really good resume. I thought my resume was pretty good, but I, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't good enough, right? Um, like, like stuff like that, like the importance of like applying for things like months in advance, even a year in advance, you know, especially like a lot of really good internships. You, you got to like be on the ball. If you're not on the ball, there's no second chance. There's no, oh, you know, it's okay. We got no, you know, and, and it's not just that. There's so many steps involved. Like, let's say you want this internship. You want this opportunity. It's not just about applying. It's about applying, 
uh, uh, scrubbing LinkedIn to find someone that works there, trying to talk to them, start a conversation, get your foot in the door, wanting interviewers, going through three months of interviews, and then what? You're denied. You know, it, it's it, it's there's these things, and also like learning to to rebound after stuff. I mean, I feel like um, yeah, maybe it's in a lot of ways, like a military, like did you know teach me like you know a good a good a huge portion of my life is, is disappointment. Honestly, um, it's like. And just, you know, just being very resilient in any situation, you know. Um, also, like, learning how to manage my finances and stuff like that, you know. Um, like, that was something I was kind of unprepared for. I've never had to pay rent before in my life. Um, I've never had, had, I never had like, my own apartment, you know. We, like, you love them barracks, you know, stuff like that. Um, like, learning how to, like, you know, like, do, like, a lot of adult things, you could say, right. I had no experience doing that because I went from, straight from 17, from minimal life experience to, like, the military, which is like an overload of stuff. And then like now you're like in a real world, which is something else, you know? And so, and so it's just like constant, like learning how to adapt, be resilient, um, and just like try. Like, like the moment I, moment I see something that I like again or, or like maybe I suck at, I'm like, okay, well, what, what do I have to do to get, make it better? Like, is there someone I know I can talk to? Is there, is there like some, a program I can reach out to? Is there like some, some stuff I could do on my own? And then I, I jump on that and I try to like correct that deficiency pretty much. Um, and yeah, I'm still working on off, so I'm still learning. I mean, not not where to, where I'm not at where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely much better placed than same time last year. <laughs> I think you bring this to a point there. Uh, a lot of us student veterans go straight out of high school, go to the military, and the military it was tough, and they they bring a lot on us, but they also hold their hand through a lot of things. It gives all the resources needed. To be successful, as soon as you step foot in college or in this life, no one's holding your hand of, hey, you should live here. This is how it would look for in a contract for for rent or whatever. No one's going to tell you, this is you got to go DMV to change whatever. So, like, it is it's like almost like even though we uh, we had all the life experience, we didn't have, like, a lot. The real, <laughs> we missed yeah, a lot. We missed, a lot. Yeah. we missed, like, real life experience. Yeah. We got, like, crazy life experience. We get like the normal life experience. Yep, and that's exactly true. Like you mentioned, a good point too. Like how they like basically hold your hand for stuff, you know, or, or like yeah, they hold your hand for everything. They literally tell you what to do, you know, word for word and stuff. Um, it's like for me, like grandpa, I was raised in like a pretty strict household, right? You know, you had like very strict rules. You can't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. You know, yada yada. But you know, and then the military is like that, <laughs> but like twice. You know, it's because like they're in the military. If you don't like, you know, do this or don't do that. Then it's like you could you could be th- be thrown in jail <laughs> or something, you know. Um, so like yeah, like it was like going from one like I guess strict authoritarian system to like another, you know. And it's like okay, well that doesn't. I mean yeah, sure. Like yeah, like I mean you could say that. I mean I mean one thing, one thing I learned. I mean I, I really do hate having to respond to like an a very authoritarian person or authoritarian systems in general. Um, I hate being like told what to do all the time, and there's no room. Like I hate that. Like I really, it, it really, it, it, it ticked off at deep places in my heart. That I'm just like, yeah, I can, I can never do this ever again in my life. Um, but you know, also you're doing a lot of things about, about yourself. You know, like doing that. And some people they actually do like that. You know, I mean, hey, to each their own. But you know, but yeah, like, like it was. They, they they kind of like pissed me off in that, and I did feel more when I got out. It's like. You know, like you're in a, you're you're in a system like that where like they literally like monitor you and and like you know like like it's like a parent like like with their kid like everything they do oh you got formation at this time and then after we do this time and then when you wake up you have a grown ass man you have a grown man like literally walking through your room and checking for dust and if there's something in a microwave or something there they like try to make a big deal of it and then you can't like really argue back or anything because 
oh, you're, are you disobeying my uh, command, my director? Like, it pisses, it's r- ridiculous. You know, going from that to like, oh, now you have like complete freedom. And okay, uh, like, like, you know? And, and it's kind of, in a lot of ways, it's also like being like, someone's like neglected like completely and stuff, you know? I mean, there's, and even the, there's, there are a lot of veteran programs and stuff, but you have to like really look for them or know someone who told you about them and stuff. And I mean, if you don't know about these things, then it's just like you're completely left in the dark. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I do see why, you know, got a lot of veterans, because like at least we're, we're going to college, at least we're doing something, at least there's a good sizable community here. Imagine if you just got out and you just like getting a regular job or something, you know? Um, I can see how it's super easy for a lot of veterans to like become homeless or commit suicide and stuff like that because it's like you're almost you're very isolated, you know. Um, and like yeah, like just trying to fit back into society and stuff, and like you know, like making friends or like stuff, stuff like that. Like it can be big, quite different, you know. Like for me, I'm I'm around the same age range as, as I feel like a lot of students are. But it's like we're just like worlds apart mentally. <laughs> like you know, I was just like you just sit there and sit and talk to them for like a minute or two, and we're like, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think you do. You just brought up another good point. Is like um, if you go straight from the military, you just say you deployed once, twice, whatever, and this is just one contract, and you go straight to a normal job. It's very hard. Like I feel like mentally here we have the NVRC, we have our own community. And we can still react to a normal student to be like, yeah, we want to drink and party and have fun. Yeah. But we're just going to take our academics pretty serious because we know, like, you know, if we fell out of school, we know the military's there and we know how much that sucks. Yeah. So if we're going to take academics seriously. We still want to have fun. We're all in our 20s. We still want to have fun. Yeah. And um, I think this is a great, like, bridge from, like, transitioning from military to college to then having to get a career. And it's part of the career that we love because these four years of college – Whatever long you're in college, like you said, we learn a lot about ourselves. We you learn, do. you learn. Hey, I actually hate, uh, you know, science, but I love math. Where I, I love talking to people. I mean, maybe I could do that for a living, or yeah. I could like, you know, talk to other. Like you said, you want to be in another uh, foreign country and just talk about like, you know, policies and issues. Yeah, uh, I mean, like it really like affords you, like the time to like. You know, it really explore your, your. I mean, of course, not every, not every veteran. It's a, it is kind of sad that not every veteran like takes advantage of, of this um, because I mean, I feel like they should. Because like in the military, I mean, depending on your job and everything like that, you have very minimal time to like just sit and like so. What do I really enjoy doing in life, or like what do I see myself doing, or like really immersing yourself in your hobbies, right? Whatever they may be, you don't really have that much time to do that because it's always like, oh, this is going, this is going. They're being thrown this way, this direction, so like that, right? So I feel like college is like the probably perfect time to just like have a space or like, yeah, space to like really think about what you want to do. And, you know, and also experience different stuff. You can have internships. You, you can do uh, study your broad semesters. There's so many programs, that, no matter what your major is. There's no excuse to just sit, sit and be miserable and not have anything out from this experience, you know? Or at, the, at the very least, you could have a starting point. You know, it might not be the career you will end up, but you might change careers. That's completely fine. I, I, for me personally, yeah. Well, I, before I said, you know, I want to be ambassador, whatever. I mean, I want to see myself doing that for like 20, 30, 40 years. No. Um, I, I want to I do a career or thing for, for a while, right? Get familiar with it. And then if I want to change something into something else, if there's another thing that, that I enjoy that, that probably, probably uh pays more or things where I can utilize my other skills, best believe I'm switching. Um, there's, and there's also different things I want to do. Like one day I'm, when I'm like, after I've you know, had a career, made some connections and stuff, I, I, I want, kind of want to have my, my own like actual like talk show 
where I interview people and you know and share stories with with the world, you know, like like that, like things like that. One one day I also want to open like a restaurant too. I I love cooking. I have all these interests and stuff, and I and I feel like there's no way that I should not be able to, you know, fully fully engage these interests and and just take it to the fullest extent and see just how far I can go with it. So. Yeah, I mean that's my that's my thing. Like, I mean, like, like college is such a such a blessing, you know. Um, and I feel like you know a lot of veterans, like they're like with them c- coming into college and stuff, like a, a later point in life, you know, they're probably like more mature. You know, they understand the importance of like their studies. They take it more seriously, you know. But and you, but then also with that, you, you should also try and experience new things. You know, they maybe maybe you've always wanted to. I don't know, like act on, on a stage, whatever, but you never had a chance. Well, here's your chance to do it for a bit and see if you like it, see if you're good at it, see if you suck. Hey, you know, at least you try it. So that's just what you can say, right? You can't say, oh, I never, never, my God. I regret yeah. that, you know, so. Yeah, dude, you, I think you said, right, college is a blessing that some people take for, take for, like, for advantage. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you know, like, here, like, this is a resource that Syracuse University gave me to have podcasts to bring on student veterans and talk about anything we want, essentially. No. So yeah, college is definitely a blessing that more people should be aware if you're looking enough to go to college, like your parents could afford it or whatever you have the grades. Well, well, I mean, well, I mean, this podcast is geared more towards veterans and stuff. Like I'm saying, like if you're a veteran and you're getting out, or you're a veteran, think about getting out a lot. Don't be like I guess. Cause I feel like some veterans could be like, um, what's the word? Like um, it's not scared. It's like when you're like, like timid. No, it, it's not being timid. It, it, it's like. Um, Intimidated probably by 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 culture, right? You know, they think, oh, you know, it's gonna be so difficult. I mean, surrounded with these like 18, 20 year olds, you know, it's gonna be blah blah blah. blah. I mean, do your research, right? Make sure you, you go. Don't be like me and you know, like kind of fumble the application and stuff. Because I'm pretty sure I, I, I probably could have gone at first, but actually, like, sit, like like sit down to think of what you want to do. Even if you don't know exactly, have an idea, have an idea for lo- the location, plan in advance. Apply and just go there and see what you can get out of it. There's so much, so much money out there, so many opportunities, so many things that are there for veterans. You just have to just look and really diligently like research, talk to people, reach out, and just you know, because I mean, it's either it's either that or you just go into a career, which I feel like is just doing yourself a huge disservice. Unless if I get it, if you're like maybe 40 plus or something, you know, with like three kids and a mortgage, then yeah, maybe. Yeah. But if you're especially in your twenties, maybe in your early thirties, like go to college. Like, what are you gonna do with that money? Just let us sit. Like, I don't know. So we kind of brought up like the military tells us what to do on a daily basis. So they kind of give us our day. Like they told me, uh, you are petty officer E five or CK, and your job is this. So I'm gonna ask you: when someone sees you, they probably just see like, oh, and that guy's uh, probably pretty smart minority. Go Syracuse University. That's pretty much part what they see you. And that's part of what they think. What do you want your identity to be? Um, what do I want my? I mean, identity is such a such a huge, like intricate thing. Um, I'll say primarily, what I want my, my identity to be Hakeem Morris. Like my my make parts of my, my character, who I am as a, as a person. Honestly, the way I treat people, the way I conduct myself, the way you know I'm just go go about my day to day interactions with people. I, that's what I want to be remembered by. I don't really, I don't want to be remembered by some arbitrary thing that I necessarily only have control of or don't really like I guess mesh with all you know percent you know like some people they might see and might think oh he's because I'm mixed might say oh you know, he's just this black guy or he's like just like 
uh, you know, Arab, whatever, if you my name, whatever, you know. But I want people to, to like see me for like not not for not for something like that, or or not for like oh he he's a Syracuse student, or like even if I was a Harvard student, if I was a Yale student, even if, even if I went to I don't know University of Texas or something, right? Like like I feel like that's just such arbitrary labels imposed on people, and I feel like. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, I don't know, like someone begging on the side of the road or if you're like president of the universe. You know, you, I'm still going to look, look at you the same way. You're just a person, you know. And depending on if you're good, if you have good character, if you treat people well, that's what merits to me, honestly. All the other stuff is just smoke and merits to me, you know, which is why, like, when I see people, like, glorifying, like, um, you know, athletes or glorifying um, celebrities or glorifying this, glorifying that, I'm just like, like, I mean, they're people, you know, and people will mess up sometimes. People might flip up and say something stupid. People might do, but anyways, like people might do something, you know, that's not, I guess, in accordance with what you think that, that they are or what they should be, right? But then they're all just people, you know? And I really wish that people would see me, see everyone else, see each other as just people, you know? No one's like a saint. No one's like this, I don't know, status, like, oh, we're all just people, you know, and it's so funny to me. And people like like get surprised when like a celebrity or like an, an athlete like does something crazy. They're people. Like I mean, like what you think they're gonna like act in accordance with your moral compass? Like, come on, give me a break. Uh, but I, just want, I I really would want people to 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 see me as for for who I am. You know, and a you know like, I'm not saying oh I'm just just a major person. I mean hey, I mean if I you know maybe was having a bad day and, and I just you know like cuss you out or something because you passed me up for something like that, right? Which I don't know, I don't, I don't do that, but I'm just saying, like, if that were able to happen or something like that, right? And you were like, oh, you know, Kim Morris is such an asshole. Yeah, maybe that's right Yeah, at that time, at that good moment, right? But, yeah, it's when people just kind of see the full picture and not just, like, fo- focus on small things like, oh, but not small things, they're good accomplishments, you know, but they're my personal accomplishments. I shouldn't be weighed because of those things, you know? I mean, you know, people, like you say, okay, uh, Syracuse University, for example, right? I mean, yeah, I got in because, um, you know, GI Bill, and, and also I was like, I'm not, I mean, yeah, I, I can really try hard in school, but I feel like I'd rather focus my time elsewhere, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, but then you have a student here who's, like, been, like, studying all, like, day and night since she was, like, five. And you have, so you have someone here who's, who's, like, a trust fund kid who, like, can, bear, can probably even barely read or write past the fifth grade level, but, you know, daddy's money and being an alum, got him in you know there's two varying sides of the spectrum and it's just like uh i don't know after speaking to both of them i, w- I would probably respect her because she actually has something in her brain that actually tried hard versus this guy over here you know both same circuits part of the same program same everything but no i just value I-, I look at people and i want people to see me based on character based on my merit based on stuff like that not because of names or because of what you think i am or because of you know these arbitrary associations no that's my answer <laughs> oh yeah, that's a really great answer, and you bring a lot of good points. So um, obviously, you're like um, you're not in in the box guy. You're real, you're out Absolutely out of not. the box, yeah. and you know. So I'm assuming like there's a few like models or quotes you really love. Do you care to share like some of your favorite ones and why those are your favorite ones? Oh, of course. Um, so I'll say my most favorite quote. Right. So this is an actually an Arabic quote it's from my late grandfather. Um, and it's and it, it reads Asha and Arafa right? Which basically translates to long life to he who understands the power of his of his self, like or like his worth. 
you know, it's kind of difficult to translate rate languages sometimes. But that's pretty much what it, it's, it amounts to, right? And to me personally, it's such an empowering code. I mean, to be like, my late grandfather is one of the best people, if not probably the best man I've met, you know. He, he grew up in the Second World War, his country being colonized and occupied, you know, um, his his dad dying at a very young age and, and him having to step up and be the primary breadwinner for not only his like mom, but like his six other siblings, you know, and, and, and this wasn't a time where things were, were, were rough. He did whatever it took to provide for his family. He would take all jobs, everything like that. And he was also illiterate too. Illiterate, but he was able to speak five different languages, which to me is just how, how like, how's that even happen, you know? For me, it's so empowering and it inspires me with, with so much strength. Especially in times where, where, like, I felt like, oh, you know, oh, you know, like, stuff's not really going my my way, you know, like, it really sucks now, you know, especially in the military. But, um, like, for me, like, I, like, I would say, especially being in the military and, and stuff, um, and also, I would say even in society, too. Like, you're, of course, going to have certain individuals, certain people going to try and knock you down, you know, for whatever reason, for whatever, maybe justification. Maybe they see you, you know, as a person of color or whatever, and they just assume that, oh, you're not dumb. Oh, 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 what? And they just like try and like, I don't know, impose something on him. Um, or you just have something within him where you just have to just, you know, try and like, try to hurt you out or like try and take away from your accomplishments, try to take away from what you've done and stuff. Like for me, um, like, like I would say in the military and stuff, just like I am in life generally, um, I like to achieve a lot. I like to always, how, how can I stand out, you know, or like how can I do things like that? So, like, so one of the things that I love to collect when I was in the military was like Army Achievement Medals, right? Pretty much like if, if you do something pretty good or like let's say you went Soldier of the Month. Or like you got the highest score on like our um, our job proficiency exam, right? Which I would always try and get usually, and I pretty much right did. And he would just like rack, I would rack them up. So 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 I mean, there's one. I think I, I got like five, which I mean, it might not seem like a lot, but it actually I'm get those. And yeah, and they had people you know I worked with who were like there for like six plus. I was by this point I was maybe there for like two and a half years. I had people there who actually yeah two and a half years, three and they were in the end of my contract. And then you had people there like six years, seven years, eight years, nine years, ten years in the military. I only have like maybe two or three. And most of the times it's because if they went on deployment. And they gave them out, like there is, because like every time you go to point, they, they give them out to you. You know, it's, you just get one for being a point, right? Yeah, that was the ones that they had. Then they didn't get anyone for, for any emails. And they, they, they would literally like be jealous. Like they would, they would say side, side, like backhanded comments and stuff. Like, oh, you know, whatever, just because of this, or just because of that. And I would tell them like, no, bro. It's because when, when, when you were, were like were, were sitting up and playing video games all, all, all day and so I was I was studying the material. I was uh, I was memorizing the, you know these creeds. I was memorizing this that, and the third. I was I was writing making note cards of this shit. I would let you carry out a folder with like note cards, like studying like ARs and teams and stuff. While while you're just you know sitting on your ass, scrolling on your phone, playing games, you know drinking every day or shit like that. Like 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 let's be real. Let's be real. So. Um, yeah, like, like stuff like that. But then, like, yeah, like, I mean, that's just like a small example, you know? And I, ex- I expect to have more of that, you know? And I go out into the world and stuff, you're going to have a leader, a supervisor who's like, oh, you're this young and you're doing all of this when I was yours, blah, 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 or whatever, whatever reason. It could be a made up reason, even, right? So, of course, you have people like that all the time. But always try to take it from your accomplishments, your self worth, maybe your self confidence and everything. But knowing who you are, where you come from, and where you're going. Like that is just so I can't think of anything more empowering than that. It's like you know who you are. There's nothing you could you could tell me, anything you could do to me. What do you, I mean? Unless you're gonna like kill me or something, like torture me, and sure, sure. 
But, I mean, if you're just going to use your words, maybe use your power, use your, your position or rank or whatever to try and, like, get me to, I guess, bow onto you, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know? Um, it's just, be like, knowing who you are. That's the most important thing. We all make mistakes and all have certain setbacks, but this applies to anyone hearing this. Never let anyone or anything take away from who you are. Above, above all, know your, your worth. All people, no matter what you may think about yourself, like, you have value. Do you know how many, like... People that came before you that it took for you to even be here. I think I, I was doing a podcast or something. It was like I think ten thousand plus. I'm not sure it's people of generations, but it's, it probably be like more than that. Probably at least millions of people. Just like it took them going through generations, surviving unimaginable stuff, just for you to be here in this moment. So, so I mean that that's worth enough. That's worth enough. Um, and it's so important to realize that because I mean that's a first step in becoming who you truly are and actually being happy. You know. So yeah, that's my answer. No, that's a good point. And that's a good point about, like, it took a lot for us to get here. Not only, like, the, the few generations ago that actually did the trip to America, yeah. but the ones before that in your origin country. Like, everything yeah. they had to do. Um, so I have a question. Do you have any last-minute advice for, like, a minority kid in the U.S. who's just a little different? Like, like you, like, not a bad difference. Just, you know, outside the box. They think a little different. They dress a little different. They act a little different. And they make, like, can I be successful in the world? Like, what do you have advice for that? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, well, I mean, it comes from a heartfelt place because, like, especially as a kid and stuff, I mean, oftentimes that's probably the only one of me that I knew, uh, you know? And that applies on all ends, um, like, character-wise, looks-wise, heritage-wise, you know? I've, uh, I've always said that all this stuff. But, yeah, there's been plenty, plenty of times when I was, like, a, a younger especially, and then I felt like, oh, my God, like, am I ever going to do any? Like, I don't fit the mold. I don't fit any mold. Like I like it. Like why? What am I supposed to do? Just die off a cliff or something? But you know, if there's one thing I could say to to anyone feeling that way is like always be true to yourself. And like literally, who cares? You know, like literally, who cares? Like like if you think about it, like a lot of um like a lot of like systems or a lot of like societal norms and things are literally made up. You know, it's not inherently from God. Like no, like people act different. The act certain ways. Or people might, you know, try and like, you know, be square or try to make you a square and stuff. But 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 never do that. It's because I mean, you're like you for a reason. You're different for for a reason. Um, and it's people like us, people who are different, people who might be, you know, somewhat maybe not. They don't fit the norm. They don't fit like a cookie cutter mold. Who end up shaking things in the world? We, we're we're the people who are going to actually make something worthwhile. We're the people in the history are probably gonna, is going to remember as being somebody who's this. People are our future generations that we have. Are gonna be like, oh, you know, our great granddad, our granddad. He's he's the one who actually did this. He 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 like he is is the one who had the courage and the, and the balls to get get out of his comfort zone and to actually do do this to start this you know new band to start whatever it might be right. Um, versus you know a lot of square and stuff. You just live a square life. You what? You go to work from nine to five. Then you go home to a wife and kids. You probably really hate. Um, and then you just really hate your life. And then you retire in the nursing home and you end up dying because and. and Alone, probably, because your wife and your kids probably left you. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting all this stuff. Uh, am I, am I trying to get on a tangent? But I'm, I'm saying is like, yeah, I personally could never, ever be remotely fulfilled living a cookie-cutter life or being a cookie-cutter person. There's no fun. There's no joy. There's no fulfill- fulfillment in that, really. Um, it just leaves you bored and empty. I mean, if that's what you truly enjoy, then be a cookie-cutter person. I don't care. Um, a lot of people are. But, you know, I feel like even they... Are like you know we all we all possess some sort of uniqueness, some sort of like quirk, some sort of thing that we enjoy to do and stuff. And the more you embrace that, and the more you, I guess, 
see where that takes you. And I feel like that could lead to a much more fulfilling life, career, relationship, everything, you know? Like, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't mean you have to be, like, at, like, so out there or anything, you know? But, like, let's say, like, let's say you're a guy, but you enjoy, like, cooking or something, right? You know, some, some yeah, maybe some backers people might say, oh, well, it's a woman's boy, it's a woman's job. But some of the best chefs in the world are men, um, you know? And everyone needs to eat, right? Do you, do you not want to eat, eat good food? Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, you, just, uh, you know? So, like, yeah, just, like, whatever thing you, you might enjoy doing, whatever, you know, just, just, just try it out. Just see where it might lead you. Um, and don't, don't be afraid to like look stupid sometimes. Don't be afraid to stand out sometimes. Don't be afraid to like whatever. Like for me, when I first started like, you know, trying different clothes or dressing up and stuff, yeah, sometimes I look, look like an absolute clown, you know, would wear like guitars. Even now, something might say, oh, what, the, what is he wearing? What is that shirt? You know, but I don't care. I care less because I'm not wearing it for you. I'm wearing it for me. And I know it looks good. <laughs> you know, so, so I mean, there's nothing you can tell me. I, like, you really can't. Um, so like, yeah, just like, just lean in, just be who you are. Like stay, stay creative, tell the rest to F off. Really like one of my more life philosophies, stay who you are. You don't have to, you don't have to be creative. Everyone's creative to a certain extent. Like, uh, like even if you're an office worker or something, right? You just type all day and stuff, right? Maybe try a different font. You're going, oh, that's too creative, right? You know, just like stuff, stuff like that. Like don't be afraid to tell where you come from because that's where ideas lie. Like, like that's where like growth lies. That's where like. You know, like just seeing, oh my God, I never knew I could do this. I never knew I could do And it's so fulfilling. It like really fills you with so much like contentment and joy. And it's just like it's almost indescribable, you know? Yeah. I would say that's no, yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, uh, I think that answer fits you as a person. Yeah. And I think it probably fits a lot of people in the world that maybe need that answer. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening to this latest episode of Deep Dive with myself, uh, Rudy Rosica, and I guess, Hakeem Morris. And uh, thank you, uh, Morse, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.